0: And welcome to I Assure You We Podcast. I think we will figure that out as we go along. Maybe it's going to be I Assure You We're Podcasting. Maybe it's going to be something else. Let's brainstorm, let's figure it out. Anyway, this is a podcast on the Talk Film Society, which deals with the work of Kevin Smith. I'm Mike. And I will be going through all of Kevin Smith's filmography, starting today with clerks, with various people from around the network and also the internet at large, and uh, who knows who might show up on this show. Uh, And today, I think a lot of people probably guess who would show up on this show for this first one, because I'm predictable like that. It's Max. Hi. Hi. Thanks for joining me today, Max.
1: Oh, this is fun. This is fun. I have a pitch for yes. um, and I think I think this will appear to you because you'll immediately see the logo in your head. Quick cast, quick cast.
0: I do like that with a K quick cast, but they don't use a K on the sign, do they? They do. They no, no, it's a Q. It's a Q.
1: Yeah, it is. Now what am I thinking of?
0: I think there's like a billion other convenience stores named Stop that have K's. Uh, okay. There's one right by uh, UIC, actually, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Whatever. We'll continue to workshop this. Um but yeah, thanks for joining me today, Max. Uh, okay, so uh, in, in in general, I, I think I'm going to start off by asking people what their thoughts are on Kevin Smith on, on the whole. But I feel like in this particular instance, it makes sense to do that afterwards, because I feel like a lot of that is going to be tied into what we talk about today, which is the movie Clerks. Um But before we get into clerks, you know, the other thing that we're going to do is kind of like look at his little stuff that he's done in between, whether it's, uh, well, he did a couple commercials. He did a Diet Coke commercial, which I've never seen and can't find. He did did a a
1: Diet Coke commercial? Yes. A Kevin Smith Diet Coke commercial? Yes. Boy, the 90s were weird. I know, right? (laughs) What a wild time.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. He he did a Nike commercial. He did uh, some episodes of Flash and Supergirl. He did some episodes of the Goldbergs, uh, a pilot or two, mm-hmm. you know, I mean he's done a lot of stuff and he's done some music videos which, you know, that's one thing that we'll talk about today after the movie but the first thing that he did before Clerks is he made a student film with Scott Mosier called May Day: The Crumbling of a Documentary and that is where this journey begins for him and for us. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a movie which It sounds like they were supposed to make a documentary when they were at film school in in Vancouver.
1: Yeah. Is that real?
0: I'm pretty sure it's real. I'm pretty sure they were supposed to make a documentary and it fell through. So then they salvaged their project by making a mockumentary about the crumbling of a documentary. Mm Mm-hmm and uh it's on the clerk's dvd i've i've seen it a few times now i rewatched it for this uh had you seen it before
1: i had not seen it before which i find remarkable because i love it like (laughs) i like i was watching it and i was like oh this is awesome like i love i love this concept like and if it if it is if it was a real documentary they were actually trying to make the thing that they're describing in this that's disappointing <laughs> because, because it's, it's
0: much more standard than what they ended up doing
1: yes it's so it's so interesting that like this is what this is the thing that you're watching like yes it's not a documentary it's a documentary about a documentary and the documentary about the documentary is also kind of deconstructed again like, it's it's like, at what level of reality is this? Like, I'm not sure I can, I can tell you.
0: Well, I mean, one of the things which they say, which uh, is interesting, like in their little introduction to the documentary on the DVD, they say that, like, the two of them, Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier, yeah. were doing a bit, but mm-hmm. like, everyone else was being completely serious. Like, they were not joking around. Yeah. They were talking about how these two filmmakers completely fucked up their movie. Yes. And that amuses me.
1: <laughs> but again, what is this? Like what what does that mean? Does it mean that they were doing this this documentary footage asking them about the documentary that they failed to make? Uh I I mean, I got questions. I uh <laughs> I would, I would love to have some answers on how this went down.
0: I mean, as someone who has, you know, done that on numerous occasions, like tried to make a documentary and failed at it, and then tried to make something which was sort of like a uh, a, a salvage of that documentary, talking about how it didn't get made. Yeah, like I, I, I get it. You know,
1: no, it's 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 an it's an amazing it's an amazing thing. I, I I'm slightly i'm slightly obsessed with it it's kind of weird because like
0: as much as like kevin smith has like influenced me as like a person and like when i was like trying to be a filmmaker or whatever Mm. like this was not an influence on me like the couple times where that happened it was i was thinking of uh that the lost in la mancha movie the about how um Terry Gilliam's Don Quixote movie never got made
1: oh that's it's an that's an amazing one that's like that to me that is the documentary about a movie that failed to get made it was for a long time and then I saw Jodorowsky's Dune
0: I need to see that and
1: now I'm obsessed with that I, I I am legitimately obsessed with Jodorowsky's Dune
0: yeah i i need to check that out i need to check that out um but yeah i mean I, on the whole i think that this is good I, the the interesting thing to me about it is like it's not it, it's very it's very kevin smith in that like conceptually and everything like the idea behind it and 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 it it works it's it's funny and everything but you can kind of tell it's made by a couple of guys who don't know what they're doing. I mean, uh-huh. there's like this credit cookie where they're talking to like their like the head of the department.
1: Yeah, like it has a blooper. <laughs> yeah, like where, where they. What is this?
0: <laughs> but literally, they're like, you know, what did you think about this thing? And then he's like, Well, I thought it was this. And they're like, No, no, answer in the present tense. And he's like, But you asked me in the past tense. <laughs> And then they're like, no, answer in the present tense. And he's like, okay, ask the question again. And they're like, what did you think about this thing that happened? And he's like, that's past tense. <laughs> and, like, they don't get it. Like, they cannot figure that out. And it's like, you know, like like th- th- that kind of sums up, like, especially early Kevin Smith in a nutshell for me. It's like this guy who's kind of figuring it all out as he goes along. But well like it like the on end every level still amazing.
1: On yeah. every level there is something there is something like simultaneously fascinating and incredibly charming about like the sloppiness of it. Yeah. And like in some ways it's it's inherent foolishness. Uh-huh. And like there there's a point where like like the in the in the documentary like the the, like the cut to footage while somebody's giving voiceover, and it's not a it's not an organic cut it doesn't feel natural it feels incredibly forced and strange and like they were struggling to put something interesting on screen and so they picked some random footage from the documentary that they failed to make and you're like like this is not well done and and like and you're like how did they come up with this idea and still like fail on this level because like it's kept smith's like achilles heel the the form and it's like right there right from the beginning and it's uh and something about that makes me go like oh that's that's i love this this is very cute
0: i went to film school i've seen a billion student films and most of them are very bad but the thing about this one this stands out to me as as being like the, the, the student film that I would hate the most because I would watch it and I would be like sitting there in class and thinking like, oh, God. These guys have absolutely no idea what they're doing. They are really bad at making movies, but you can see that they're talented. And these are the guys who are going to succeed when all the rest of us who know what we're doing are going to fail. And that pisses me off to no end because they've got the thing that you can't teach. You know?
1: They were, they were something. They were, they were something. Oh, boy.
0: It's an interesting snapshot. But it also led to... Clerks, uh, which is today's movie. So, okay, we are both of a, a certain age. Uh, I, I was 14 when that movie came out, Clerks, and you were, so you must have been like 16. 15,
1: 15 16, I don't
0: know. 16, I think, pretty sure. Um, so, <laughs> how, how did you come across this movie?
1: um honestly probably like blockbuster
0: um you just like saw it and were like let me check this out
1: well no i think i think i knew of it vaguely because i probably saw the video first like on the store or what? Uh, on, like on TV, the, the music video.
0: Oh, the music video, which we'll be talking about at the end of this thing. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm, I, I believe I saw the music video first, and I was like, oh, this is some movie, this is like a thing, and like... I, the weirdest thing about this is that somehow at the time in the 90s, all of this felt normal and reasonable. <laughs> like, that this music video was made around a movie about people who work in, like, a, a convenience store slash video store, and it was made in the people's actual workplaces. Like, th- that was somehow fine like mm-hmm. that was somehow like oh i'll see this interesting indie movie like i what a weird time yeah that doesn't that do, that world doesn't exist anymore and in some ways i miss it
0: yeah I, you know i mean for for me the the first time that i saw it, the first time i was exposed to it was uh at the comic book store which is sort of like i think intrinsically tied to to this movie you know i mean like there's a comic book store in Oak Park, Illinois. Uh It's called one stop comics, not quick stop, but one stop. And this is a comic book store that I hung out at and worked at Uh during high school. And you hung out there too. I was, was,
1: I was, I was one of the Willems.
0: Yeah, you were a Willem. I, I probably was a, um, a silent Bob, uh, trying to be a Dante, if that makes any a, sense. You were
1: a silent Bob trying to be a Dante. That's, <laughs> wow. Um, okay. I wouldn't have said that to you, Yeah, because I would feel like I was being harsh. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would, I wouldn't have said that, but you said that, wow. I,
0: I think that's 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 an accurate thing, but...
1: That's remarkable.
0: At this comic book store, there were a Dante and a Randall. Yeah. Josh and Mike. And it's hard to, it's, I mean, looking at it in hindsight, it's hard to like say this and have anyone believe it. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. But Here we go. This,
0: <laughs> this comic book store was the convenience store from clerks only yes. with comics before the movie came out. Yes. They had signs. All over that place. The there was most, a
1: there was a version of the if you plan to shoplift, please yes. let us know. Sign before uh, yeah. the movie came out. It was
0: it was in the little section where there was a blind thing where it's like you know it it, it said something like that you know mm-hmm. um, the the one which was most famous, which hung above the the counter for years and years and years, was it would be foolhardy to threaten us with the removal of your patronage. We don't care. That was the one. That was what they were known for. You yeah. know.
1: Yeah, it was and, it was a mar- it was a magical place.
0: It was a magical place and you had two guys who really did not give a shit, Josh and Mike, uh who, you know, were good friends of ours, Josh, you know, still a good friend of ours, and Josh, who's more than any other person in the world, probably responsible for my, my film education, mm-hmm. and that included Clerks. When Clerks came out, you know, Josh, I think he was in film school at the time, and, you know, he was really kind of, like, tapped into the indie scene, whereas, you know, I was, like, 14 years old, and my, you know, film knowledge was, like, Star Wars, Star Trek, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, yep, uh, and then when I wanted to get uh, all you know hoity toity, I would maybe watch like an Alfred Hitchcock movie or Casablanca, and that was pretty much it.
1: Is that the height of hoity toitiness <laughs> it, it was for me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. So, you know, he,
0: he, when when this came out and the trailer came out, like, it got on, you know, Josh's radar and Josh is like, dude, to all the people who worked there, not me, because I was just like a crazy little high school kid, mm-hmm. you know, but to all the people who really worked at the comic book store, he was like, guys we got to go see this movie, you know? So somehow he convinced, like, even Mike, who was the Randall in this scenario, to go see this movie, and he would never do anything anywhere at all. Yeah. They all went to, I'm assuming, Piper's Alley, because that's where it opened in the city, which was this really, really, really bad theater, which was the art house in the city. And they saw clerks, and they came back. I remember them coming back from it and being like, That was the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. And they, and, and like Josh got the laser disc and everything, and they would, I'd be like, what's that about? And they're like, oh, it's about these guys who work at a convenience store and they're rude and they have to deal with all these, you know, like annoying customers and everything. And I'm like, well, that doesn't sound at all interesting. They're like, it's in black and white, you know, because they didn't have enough money. They made it for $25,000. I'm like, this sounds so boring. Why would I watch this? Yeah. And they're like, well, there's one scene where they, you know, have a conversation about Star Wars. And it's like, really? Because it's hard to think of this now, but back in 1994, people did not have conversations about Star Wars. No one remembered those movies.
1: Yeah, movies that came out 11 years ago. (laughs) (laughs)
0: no one gave a shit about Star Wars I mean Star Trek was at the height of its popularity and even that no one cared about but Star Wars no way the idea that this little indie movie that was playing at an art house had a conversation about Star Wars Uh was shocking and it really got them on the radar of these comic book store people right Uh and so you know Year goes by, movie comes out on Laserdisc, Josh gets the Laserdisc, you know, Mallrats was coming out in theaters in October. Yeah. I, I remember they were like, oh, we're not interested in that, it looks bad. And I'm like, that's so weird that you guys were obsessed with this other movie, Clerks, but you're not going to go see his his follow-up, Mallrats, mm-hmm. because you think it looks bad? Yeah. But they were still all about the Clerks, and I, I had you just... you got to
1: keep in mind, this is the 90s, and Mallrats looked like selling out. It did look like selling out, yes. And in the 90s, that was the worst thing you could do. (laughs) Nowadays, like, if you sell out, you're a hero. You are deified. it's it's
0: expected. That's
1: the point. The point is to get the brand.
0: Like, people love this Marcel the Shell movie, and then they just announce that the director is making a live-action Lilo and Stitch, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, Lilo and Stitch is going to be great, you know? yeah. It's weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I hear that, and my nineties, my nineties boy brain is like, oh, that's a bummer. Now I don't yeah. want to watch Marcel the Shell.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so Josh had the laser disc, and uh, you know, I I got a laser disc player right around this time, and you know, uh, I didn't have a lot of laser discs, and I was like, hey, could I borrow Clerks? Could I see what this is about? And he's like, sure. And at this point in time, I'm 15. And he he gives me the disc to watch. And he's like, just don't watch it when your parents are around. Because he was, to, to put it into perspective, he was like 22 at this mm-hmm. point in time. He's like, just don't watch it when your parents are around. And I'm like, okay. So I still vividly remember waiting for my parents to leave the house. They were helping like our cousins move into their house. And I'm like, now is my chance to watch Clerks. And I turned it on. And it was shocking Mm -hmm. for a lot of... I mean, my my first reaction was really like, the language in this is really bad. Oh, yeah, so many bad words. Like, I've never heard anyone, you know... I mean, they say fuck so many times. I've never heard someone say fuck this many times. But also, you know, there's a lot of words in here where I don't know what they mean. Like, what's a cock? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, <laughs> but if they're saying it this many times, it must be really bad. Could it be worse than fuck? I don't know. Oh boy! <laughs> but aside from that, oh once boy. once once you get over the you know like you know the jizz mopper of it all,
1: <laughs> yeah. it's such a Randall thing to do. But mm-hmm. to say here, watch clerks. <laughs> don't do it when your parents are around. <laughs> it's true it's true
0: yeah and he was the dante of the two really which which is weird but yes maybe they were both randalls no
1: no no they were they were it was it was weird it was legitimately weird yeah they were both both
0: i guess they were both both yeah in their own special ways um So, yeah, so that was shocking, but then beneath that, like, beyond that, yes, there was the Star Wars conversation, which was a huge, like, entry point for me, Mm -hmm. you know, like, wow, these guys are the same as us, like, they're doing the same thing that we do, I mean, we would do that stuff all the time, we would do, I mean, so many things, whether it's, like, having... You know, basketball game, Nerf basketball games in the store. You know, while while the store is open, or rubber band fights, or you know, seeing what would happen if we, uh, you know, uh, sprayed a <laughs> a uh, fire extinguisher or uh, shooting. That you one know, was a mistake. That was a mistake. Shooting shooting <laughs> uh, stop motion videos of. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just like crazy stuff. Just crazy, crazy stuff. Which happens when, you know, a bunch of young people who have nothing to lose are completely unsupervised in a professional mm-hmm. setting. Yeah. And and when you're you're working for a store which is, you know, where the customers are also, you know, mainly teenagers who are just there to buy comic books, right? I mean, like that's bound to happen and that's what happened and it, it, like looking back at it it was you know not great but whatever uh, <laughs> it, it was it was it was it was a magical time and um and you know seeing that it, it was just like Okay, these people are the same as me. That's interesting. Like, I can relate to what they're going through on that level. Uh, The other thing, the biggest thing, you know, and and a lot of this had to do with like the special features that were on there and everything. It it was like, wow, you know, whenever I think of movies, I think of like what Steven Spielberg does, right? What George Lucas does. And here is a guy who literally made this movie with the stuff that he had at his fingertips right the store that he worked at his friends and i'm like well i could do that like i could do clerks but in a comic book store like i could do that right now as a 15 year old
1: yeah there's something about it like it's like that uh that like garage tinkerer who like invents a thing kind of like mystique like like this like this guy didn't just make a movie it's not like he like you know assembled the parts of a car and then like you know drove his like custom made like porsche out of the garage and he's like yeah i put the parts all together myself like no this is a guy who like made a car from just the stuff he had lying around yeah like and like yeah it it moves barely and it could like fly apart if he got it on the expressway but like holy cow this guy made a car out of a junkie head lying around and that's amazing i i love that that's a remarkable thing
0: and it's a car that works it's a car that it has some problems it makes some weird noises and stuff It
1: has no seat belts (laughs) it's usually on fire but like
0: it will get you from point A to point b
1: it 'll get you from point A to point B with a few minor parts mm-hmm. that 's all yeah it 's an amazing thing
0: It is an amazing thing, so you know I became obsessed with that movie, obsessed you know renting the videotape, you know buying the, the laser disc eventually, and just watching it again and again and again and again i couldn 't get enough of that movie it was It was my number one movie. And Kevin Smith was my number one filmmaker. Yep. Um so looking at it now, looking at the actual movie, what are your thoughts on this movie?
1: Uh watching this movie again was a trip. I haven't watched it in a long time. It has been a minute since I have since I have visited the Quick Stop. Um <laughs> it is it, 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 I'm gonna be honest. It was a little hard to watch. Um, like there were moments where I was like, "Oh my god, the '90s were hell." <laughs> um, like how did how did any of us survive this time? Mm. Like when when it when it it like starts and you see like Dante on the screen, I was like, "I I don't know if I can do this." <laughs> <laughs> uh, because like that is such a choice, and it is hard. It is it is as they say nowadays, cringe.
0: Yeah, yeah. All of the 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 words that that he which he admitted he he picked like fancy words in order to get the intellectual crowd.
1: <laughs> yes, like okay, that's a like that, that's a thing. He put he put purgation like on the screen and was like <laughs> like look up this word everybody like like if you know the word purgation you know that it's a super awkward thing Uh, you know it's not it it, it doesn't work like if you don't know it you're like who is this guy where 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 does where does this guy get off and like if you know both movies words and what he's trying to do it's like it's like oh my god it's like it's, it's like a, it's like a baby trying to make a sculpture. It's like it's like wow, look at you! You did the okay. Honest, no, it's great. Like it is, it is great. It, it's great how bad that is. I love how bad it is. I love how embarrassing it is. Like there, the I have, I have, I now watch clerks celebrating the cringe of it.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and uh, you know the, the the words. I don't know. It was so weird because I mean, like when I was like fourteen, I didn't know most of those words, and you know, as or you know, or fifteen, well, not or whatever.
1: The, not those, not those dirty words.
0: I no. didn't know the dirty words you didn't either. Know
1: those dirty words.
0: But I'm like, you know, I'm not going to like look. I, I've never once looked up any of those words. But obviously, I've, you know, learned over the years what most of them mean. But there's still some where, like, I don't know what, what it means. What
1: words? I,
0: you know, I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, which because I, I don't even, I just see those as almost like abstract things now, you know? But, like, I've huh. never thought about, like, what do they mean in terms of the movie or anything like that? Like, I've never once considered it. One day I'll look up, the next time I watch the movie, I'll look up the words. And but well, I've never per- it's never been something where I've been like let me let me f- investigate this. I,
1: I I I can only speak to purgation because that's the only one I remember because that's the yeah. one that like stood out to me because I was like, Purg- why would we call this part of the movie purgation? And then like the scene played out and I was like, oh, this is the scene where Dante is like, yeah, Randall explained it to me like I got to get over it and so I'm letting it go. Like he is, he is releasing himself of this tension. It's it's a purgation of that that feeling of jealousy from the thirty seven. Like that's what it is. So that works. Like, but like in the moment, I I I did think, wow, this is embarrassing.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of that stuff in this movie, which is embarrassing, but. There's a lot of it where it's just like, wow. I mean, this is so simple, and yet it works so well. You yeah. Know? I mean, I, I I often go back and forth between which is my favorite of his movies, whether it's this or Chasing Amy. Like, in a lot of ways, I feel like Chasing Amy is a better made movie, but this one, I don't know if it's because of my personal connection to it or whatever, but, you know, watching it this time, and I did just watch Chasing Amy again, uh, like, right after it, I was like... I think this is the better movie, you know.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like uh, while watching it, I was I was definitely like I kept thinking like it's it's weird how the like the, these this thing branched off into 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 one direction. But, like, there is this other direction that it didn't really take, except really with, like, the Clerks animated series where it, like, leaned heavily into the goofiness of it. Yeah. Like, like the animated, like, the, like, Clerks has, like, the, the, the zoom out gag for, like, the, like, the, new movies and like 99 cents like jokes and that kind of thing and like the truly gum representative nonsense like all of that goofy stupid cartoon nonsense like if the movie was like a 100% that that would have been great. If the movie didn't have that, it was a hundred percent like the serious, like, like, you know, like male ego crisis, like, okay, that's also great that it's both of them super weird and awkward (laughs) and difficult to watch at times. And I do wish that they had gone fully into two directions and like been able to sort of like weave in and out occasionally, because if he had developed both sides of this, like his interests here, I think it would have been very interesting. And it's a shame that Clark's animated died.
0: It is a shame that Clerks Animated died. I think if it were made today, that thing would be like five seasons or something like that. You know, I mean, they could bring that back. Paramount owns it now. They could put that on Paramount Plus. They stand tell it up right Kirk. next to Lower Decks. Why not? Clerks right? Animated.
1: Clerks Animated it was great. Yeah,
0: I so I, I mean I guess what what you're saying kind of brings up another thing, which is uh, something which I, I've always really really appreciated about this and. Uh, it's the way that the movie kind of captures what it's like to work for like an entire shift at a store, Uh you know? I mean, we would do this like every Wednesday at the comic book store in particular, like when the new, um, you know, comic books were coming out. But like, it's like you get there super early and you, there are like cycles, you know? And the, the the day the the mood the everything changes depending on who comes in and who you interact with mm-hmm. and and I I love the idea of like the, like we're in this for the long haul like this is a journey mm-hmm. you know and at the end there's not really any resolution it's just like you go home like you made it through the day and now you go home
1: yes. There did seem to be some sort of like like minor resolution to the movie, which does sort of betray the core of it.
0: I guess there is. It's a very minor resolution. I mean, it it could have been a lot. I I think they they stumbled on to the correct ending because my God, I mean, the ending that they had planned and shot was certainly the wrong way to go. And I feel like if someone had told them, like, while they were writing it, like, don't do that, come up with a different ending, they would have come up with a real ending that wouldn't have made any sense and would have been a mistake. Yeah. I mean, do you remember the ending for the the original ending?
1: I, I As I recall, doesn't Dante get shot?
0: Yeah, basically, it ends the way it ends. <clears throat> Randall leaves. Dante goes back to you know like closing up. you see like this weird p o v shot like of someone like walking towards the convenience store, and then you know the door opens. You see Dante sitting at the counter and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we're closed and then the guy pulls out a gun and shoots him, yeah, goes back, takes the uh the money out of the register and leaves. And then it just ends with Dante lying in a pool of his own blood, dead, behind the counter.
1: Yeah, love it.
0: (laughs) I mean, I get what he was doing. He was someone who didn't know how to make a movie, trying to make a movie. And what he was using as his basis for structure was do the right thing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's like, okay, except do the right thing, the entire movie, even though it is just a day in the life, it's all leading up to this boiling point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas th- it's not like, you know, oh, you know, this job is so dangerous. Anyone could walk in off the street and kill us. This could be our last day. There's nothing like that. It's just literally like the movie ends and then this guy gets shot.
1: Yeah, like the the knowledge that that was an ending, like has colored my perception of everything that kevin smith has done since because honestly there's a part of my brain that is waiting for everyone to get shot <laughs> and 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 like
0: and it finally happened in red state spoilers for red state
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like i i like that 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 was there like it's there's some weird thing about about Clerks. I think Clerks is like strangely influential on things that you wouldn't expect because there is something weird about like the Ron the Randall Dante relationship that is also kind of like Fight Clubby.
0: <laughs> I guess so. Like yeah.
1: it's it's weird. Like they they are kind of the same guy and they are kind of like two halves of a person and which makes it even weirder that like like, I, I knew two people who, like, fit these two people perfectly, and that was very strange. Like, is there some law of the universe, like, being revealed here? It's 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 fascinating. But, like, the idea that, like, that Dante gets killed. Also, it should have been Randall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Randall is the guy who would shoot Dante in the head to save him.
0: Oh, you think that Randall should have killed him? Yes. Oh, okay. All right.
1: <laughs> Randall is the kind of guy who would shoot Dante in the head to save him from himself.
0: <laughs> that would have been dark. That
1: that would have it been would a have completely been dark, different movie. But <laughs> that is sort of how I see clerks. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I and I love that that I love that. I mean the s- movie gave me that thought you
0: You say that there's you know like uh like we knew two guys who were like a Dante and a Randall or whatever, and what does that mean i mean let's not let's let's not you know kid ourselves here I mean like <laughs> you know you are Randall and I am Dante, yeah
1: what I is mean, that we, i mean think what about is this <laughs> is this a is this a fundamental law of the universe right have we discovered something?
0: I mean, after the comic book store, we worked together for a very long time as projectionists where you would spend, you know, a full shift, like seven, eight hours, basically just sitting around mm-hmm. talking about Star Wars. I mean, that was our life. Yeah. yeah. You know?
1: It's very strange. Yes. It's very strange.
0: Uh. Okay, so now, so now, did
1: we, did, is is the job sorting us? Like, are we self-sorting? Like, are, are is this like, there are two fundamental people who end up in these positions in the world, and like, like they end up paired up in some way? Maybe, it's Maybe. fascinating.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so now let's let's return to the question which we you know started with, which is. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Before we do that, okay.
1: Are you editing? Are you you editing out that awkwardness? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You're editing out this awkwardness. Yes,
0: yes. And
1: then how how funny does it have to be for you to keep it in? (laughs) I hate you so much.
0: Okay, okay. Let's talk about this music video which you referenced. Uh the music video for Can't Even Tell, the Soul Asylum song that ends the movie. Yes. Um this is a a recreation by Kevin Smith of the hockey scene on the roof of the store. Um, but in color in I don't think I don't remember if it was thirty five millimeter or not. I think it might have been. Um on the DVD they talk about how you know, originally they were given like $30,000 to shoot this and they were like, we cannot in good conscience make a music video that costs more than the movie that it's for, you know, so let's, let's cut the budget down to like 12,000 or something mm-hmm. like that. And they did this and uh, it, you know, it's always been sort of like there as sort of like a postscript for me because it was on the laser disc. Uh, but what did you think about that video? I hate it, okay
1: um, I don't like it I don't like it it's upsetting like it's complicated because it's like it's not it's not bad it's just it is it's a, it's an aspect of the nineties that i that i don't care for, and like I have never really come to terms with it, like this 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 like really kind of depressingly sloppy sound for a like a lot of people, like the alternative music scene and the alternative music video and the independent like band and their like grungy sound ugh.
0: Okay, I, yeah. that's not where I thought you were going with it, because I thought you were going with the you hated the, you know, commercialism of movies and the movie soundtrack, you know, tie in and, you know, I, I mean, all I w- of it. Okay, all
1: of it. Okay, but like, I cannot, I can, I, I can, I can frame the commercialism like I can, I can put that into a box. And I can say, I understand why this exists and how this exists. And I'm, that's Fine, I can under, I can accept that. What, like, I cannot accept is that, like, for ten years we all thought that it was okay to listen to music that sounded like this.
0: Okay, uh, well, uh, okay that that's where I'm going. Well, that's where I'm m- m- largely going to disagree with you because, I mean, you say for ten years it was okay, but the fact of the matter is, like, that's the music that I've listened to for every day for you know 30 years or whatever it is it's like that's that's my my music genre you know my my Sirius XM radio channel would be lithium right I mean there's no there's no question in my mind
1: yeah I mean look as a as a musical and hedonic I don't have strong feelings about music in general but there is the like I have come to detest the whininess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fair. And, I mean, the fact of the matter is I think this is true of anyone, right? Like, it's not about, like, what's good or bad. It's about what you were listening to in high school. I mean, that's what it boils down to. And that's just where it hits for mm-hmm. me. I know that you're weird and that you don't me at all. listen to music at all. But, you not know, it, whatever. It hits me. So, but looking at the music video, I think this is kind of like – the Exception to the rule with these music uh, video movie tie in things, the tie in music videos, mm-hmm. where you know, like a lot of them are like, uh, he, I mean, let's just take for example, you know, the, the quintessential, which is Kiss be, a Rose, <laughs> thank you, yes, <laughs> Kiss you from know, a Rose, which I mean, I love that song and I love that video directed by Joel Schumacher, but the video is literally just him on a rooftop with mm-hmm. the bat signal. Yeah. Intercut with scenes from the movie.
1: What the heck is this? What it's, is this? It is it is
0: that is the quintessential one, right?
1: What is that? It's it's nonsense.
0: How it's nonsense. And and it it doesn't give you a chance to really I mean the clips kind of ruin the video. You know, I mean there there's cases like like if you look at like the video for world is not enough. Like, there is a, a video going on there, you know, the garbage song. There's a video going on there. And then, like, they do, like, a split-screen thing. While, like, while the video is going on, they have clips from the movie. And it's like, I get that you're trying to promote the movie, that you're essentially making another trailer mm-hmm. for this movie. But if you take the, the music video, you know, as a piece of art, you're ruining that piece of art. And I think that clerks, and can't even tell, does a fantastic job of servicing both of those things. it's It is a scene from the movie. It is. but it's reshot with the band and with, you know uh a budget.
1: the The weirdest thing about about watching the movie is that like a the the music video plays in my head. during the rooftop hockey scene okay and i don't want it to (laughs) but it does
0: That, that happens with some things uh for me in his in his filmography that not that one in particular but i don't know i really do love this music video because it i like if you look at it if you think about this you know his his movies in like a canon the view askew canon, the view askew universe. Like, I, I do feel like, yes, this is something that happens in canon. There was another day where they were like, let's play hockey on the roof because we we enjoyed it last time. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, this time we're going to, you know, there is a band coming through town from Minnesota or whatever, and we're going to play them. And uh, this is what happens.
1: Oh, you see, I've always pictured it as being like a parallel universe.
0: Okay. Like, well, like this is too.
1: this is what's happening in the, the 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 rock musical universe. Yeah,
0: yeah, I like that.
1: Where like this kind of stuff just happens in reality.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Either way, I like it. I think it's good. It works for me.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's it's just the '90s. It was gross. It was like it was like we were all we we all hated selling out, and everybody did it anyway. It was it was weird. I don't get it. I don't get how we survived it.
0: Well, we'll we'll talk about selling out next week for sure. Uh, But before we do that, okay, now here here you know Clerks was the jumping off point, but let's let's return to our original question, which is like, what are your thoughts on Kevin Smith as a filmmaker, as a person, whatever, whatever, just on the whole? Now, you know, thirty years after. The release of, of Clerks, 28 years after the cl- release of Clerks. What do you think about Kevin Smith?
1: Um, occasionally, I try to figure out how I feel about Kevin Smith. And the the weirdest thing about him is that he el- eludes classification. Like, I can't figure out how I feel about Kevin Smith because I, d- I don't feel one way about him at all. Like, while I have seen all of his movies, I think I think I haven't seen Tusk. Oh, you haven't seen Tusk? Yeah.
0: Oh, man. You got to see Tusk.
1: Yeah. Or um, Yoga Hosers. You
0: don't need to see your Yoga
1: Hosers. That's so, right. Yeah, you told me not to see that. <laughs> so, like, look, I, I I've seen a lot of his movies. I've seen a lot of stuff he's done. Um, I'm fully immersed in his work, except for uh, a couple of the weird horror movies that he's made that, um, has, have received mixed reviews. So, uh, but like, I'm very, I'm very into Kevin Smith and I don't know if I like that I am (laughs) because like, there's a part of me that's like, like, I don't know if I, I couldn't tell you if, if this guy is a genius or a clown, and I don't. I think he might be both.
0: I think that's fair to say.
1: And and like so, like I keep going back to Kevin Smith, largely sort of like I. It's a little bit like the Nicolas Cage thing, like like I. He's kind of amazing in his own way, and I don't know if it's good, but it okay. is awesome.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So I'm into it.
0: Yeah i mean for for me i'm I'm all in one hundred percent i mean he, this movie was hugely influential on me, and when I saw it, I became obsessed with this guy who at the time had only made the only other movie that he made was mall rats and that had left theaters and was not on home video yet, so I just had like this thing, just whatever was on that laser disc to sort of like um base my my entire like you know sort of new New religion on, or whatever, and um, as
1: it is, he, a, it is a religion, <laughs> it is,
0: it's and got it, canon, it's, it does, it, it's got God in it, you know, it's got, I mean, it's got a
1: lot of God in it, yeah, a surprising amount of God,
0: yeah, and and as He has, you know, evolved, I've been there every step of the way through every movie, every special, every podcast, whatever, you know and it's all just sort of like added to this to this legacy and i mean it's really kind of interesting how like i'm i'm like basically exactly 10 years younger than him Right. Mm -hmm. So kind of like seeing his evolution as a person, along with like my evolution as a person, like, you know, trailing 10 years behind kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's it's I mean, it's a constant, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, he, he he's not the best filmmaker in the world, you know, but he's in a lot of ways the most important filmmaker to me. You know, and he's definitely—I think you could say—my favorite filmmaker, right? Like, I mean, I, I don't think he's—he's he's the best. I'm, I'm, you know, but like, he's the one that I would most want to hang out with, without a doubt, no cool. question in my mind. So yeah, so 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 that's so that's uh that's Kevin Smith, um, yeah. and that's Clerks. Uh, yes we're just beginning this journey we've got mall rats coming up next we're going to be doing two episodes a week leading up to the release of Clerks 3 which comes out September 13th a very kind of accelerated uh, uh, process here but uh, we think it's going to be fun um, if if you have any comments or whatever, please feel free to uh, contact us at TalkFilmSock uh, or uh, wherever. Um, that's S O C TalkFilmSock. It's not S O C K. No, it's not. It's not. But
1: uh, uh, I who am I talking to?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Oh my god! Um, but in the meantime, uh, Max, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Jim um, Max on Twitter, and that's about it.
0: You can also find us on our website, filmdamagepod.com, where we do a show called Film Damage. Uh, Lately we've been focusing on uh, audio commentaries for the new Star Trek uh, episodes, although we kind of lost track of that but we'll get back we've got a lot of strange new worlds to talk about we've got to talk about some Gorn stuff uh. got to talk about some uh, alternate reality stuff we also do a thing on there called Elementary Temporal Mechanics where we take a look at time travel movies and TV shows and uh, talk about how or if the time travel in them works I don't think there's any time travel in Kevin Smith stuff is there Maybe maybe a Flash episode I'm not sure
1: um. Oh boy, I don't remember.
0: There's probably wow. probably some time travel in a flash episode.
1: There's there's time travel in almost all of the flash episodes. Yes, like at least like referenced time travel. Mm. Um. So it's hard to say. Almost every season involves something that happened uh, that involved stuff from the future slash past.
0: Yes. Yes. But regardless, you can find us over there at filmdamagedpod.com. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mumbles3K. And uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. So, Max, thanks for joining me, helping to kick this off. No problem. I'll uh, we'll be back in a few days to talk about mall rats. And until then, if you plan a podcast, let us know.